Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Podcast bonus edition brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network on the Belly Up Sports Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad, Troy. And with me, as always, he is the main event collector and the ECW encyclopedia of classic wrestling. Use it twice this week. He is slim, trim, ripped, chiseled, and jacked. The Brother Devon, my brother Ray, it's Greg. What's up, Greg? What's up? I had to get the Joel Gertner in uh, this week. I guess the one of us has to be Devon, it should be me. I do have the darker skin, so okay. I'll give you that one. And I pass you the mic to yell, Oh my brother, <laughs> testify. And in the early days, he was the better wrestler anyway, so I'll take it. Oh yeah. When when the hell did that switch? Like he I want to say when Bully Ray, when he became Bully Ray, became a thing. Yeah, like uh, one of them started hitting the gym, the other one stopped going to the gym. One of them got better, the other one got worse. Like, uh, whatever. It's weird to have those things switch. But something that speaking uh, of switch, I'm playing that right now. <laughs> good lord, of course you are. Uh, yeah, and also speaking of switching, um. Or we we are reviewing a TNA show and an ECW show this week. Oddly enough, like you'll never guess which one was better of the two. <laughs> oh man! And you yeah. know what's funny? This had nothing to do with uh, it being TNA 2010, which was not that great of a year. I mean, no. I know it's like, oh well, you're about to do this, but this was not really a TNA show per se, and it's still right. bad. Yeah, this was, uh, as a, a mutual friend of ours uh, and uh, listener likes to say, it's uh, non-canon. <laughs> so, it well, basically Well, actually, was. no, no. They they turned it canon, remember? They they make the whole thing with Fortune turning on yeah. them. Or not Fortune, uh, Immortal. I think Fortune joined them eventually. Okay. Remember, they I... did the whole thing, though, the... Re- the, the they're like the uh, impact following the lights go out and everyone thinks it's Sandman. It turns out to be immortal or fortune. I really can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. I tried to I blank do. this year out of my mind, but they attacked <laughs> the hell out of him. So they kind of made it canon in a way ish. That is true. Yeah. You know, that, that is true. But um, this show didn't exactly advance any storylines or whatever. And what was funny was a couple of matches on the show actually acted as if like, Nothing had happened between the closure of ECW and this show. Uh, so we'll have to talk about that, but. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, right. 
uh, well, for some of these guys, nothing did happen between the closure of ECW and this show. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. Let's just get this out there, man. This show had cojones, man. That, that alone had my money. Damn straight. I, I know you're being facetious, but uh, I see cojones, and I'm there. I don't know. I mean, that came out a little dirty, but either way. Whatever uh, way you, I mean, yeah. hey, whatever way you think I meant that, yes. Right. We don't judge here, so, you know, whatever. Hey, Joel Gertner was on the show, okay? And, you know, the one thing that Joel Gertner did on this show that he was not allowed to do on One Night Stand was actually cut a promo. Yeah, so, that's, that's what was missing from that show. There were a couple things that it's like, if you're going to do, I mean, don't get me wrong, One Night Stand was far and away the better show. Like, it wasn't even close. But... If, you, if you're going to have ECW, you need to go ECW. And the two things they didn't have was the Gangsters or a Joel Gertner promo. And they at least tried to get it in on this one. I, I, I lost so much sleep over that. You have no idea. Uh, you know what? I'm right there with you, man. But uh, The one thing, by the way, going back to TNA 2010, the one thing you don't want to blank out from your memory is now in the archives, go check out TNA Bound for Glory 2010. We reviewed that for a bonus show last October. So it was actually uh, one of our most listened to episodes of our entire podcast. So believe it or they, not, they arrived. Yeah, they you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, if you guys don't get the joke, uh, well, there's a somebody held up a sign that said they're here. and They spelled they're wrong. They spelled it like... No, they didn't. They used it wrong. Well, yeah. They used the wrong there. So basically they were saying, like, there as in, like, over there. Not, like, there as in, like, they are. So... I, I think it was like an Abba Costello routine. They're here. Yeah. There. Like, here. Over yeah. there. Here. Yeah, not here. There. I don't, know. I don't know why the hell I'm defending this, but whatever. <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> it, it sucked. But anyway, whole thing gonna... sucked. Wow. Yeah, a, a bit. Uh, that's uh, hey, you know what? You're getting ahead of me. But... No, no, they know. Anyone <laughs> listening to this knows the end results. Basically, we're gonna and take if you a. Don't. Uh, I, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> wow. Well, that's why they're listening in, Greg. Before we get into our first break here and get into the news, we want to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics. You can get all your favorite officially licensed sports gear over at Fanatics.com, and you can click on the link down in the podcast description. More coming up on that in our break. Also, we are very excited to announce our new sponsorship with Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers. Great tasting vitamins, big brain nootropics as well that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks, all one word, at checkout for 15% off your order. And if you are listening on the podcast feed, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. That will help us get seen and spread the word about the podcast. And go to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe, tick the little notification bell. And we thank all of our subscribers and our listeners and 
Also, we play live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on unhingedsn.airtime.pro. We have a replay right afterwards at 9 p.m. or excuse me, 9:30 p.m. Eastern, 6:30 p.m. Pacific, and we have replays at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays. But we go live every Wednesday at 8 and 9.30 Eastern Time, unhinged, sn.airtime.pro. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back on the other side of this, we're going to dive into all the news and notes from early August of 2010. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Get all the best podcast swag from the Main Event Marks. Our merch shop offers custom graphics, including the podcast logo, on hats, shirts, masks, greeting cards, and more. There are tons of new designs with more dropping all the time. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks to grab your podcast merch today and become an official Main Event Mark. That's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Main Event Marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back. back. Before we hop into the news and notes, I want to let you know that we are brought to you by Yeats. Yeats aims to provide the most unique and high-quality sunglasses on the market at an unbeatable price. They're built from the latest manufacturing techniques. Yeats shades are made for comfort, durability, and big Yeat moments. And on top of that, a percentage of all the profits go towards beach cleanups and other community outreach programs. No matter your style, their shades are here to help you chase your vision. Go to yeatsofficial.com and use the promo code BELLYUPPOD to save 10% at checkout. That's Yeats, Y-E-E-T-Z, official.com, and put in that promo code BELLYUPPOD, that's B-E-L-L-Y-U-P-P-O-D, to save yourself 10% at checkout. It is time to get into the news and notes. Some of these stories, I was like, wow, that happened around this time. Okay. Uh, But first up here, this is probably... I put it first because it's probably the biggest story we got at this time, only because of things that happened after this. But uh, anyway, according to multiple sources within World Wrestling Entertainment, the company has signed reigning Ring of Honor world champion Tyler Black to a contract. It's believed that Black signed a developmental deal with WWE, but it has not been confirmed. He is expected to start with the company in September. I wonder how that's going to work out. Yeah, he... Tyler Black, who can take that name seriously, bro? He ain't going nowhere. Uh, Didn't he, uh, I think he was the one that signed the contract right on the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, him and uh, 
See, him and CM Punk did the same thing then, because I, I remember that was, a, like, Punk was like, oh, I'm going out after this Ring of Honor world title match. He's like, psych! And then he won, he like, he kept the title for another couple of months, signed the contract on the belt, and everybody was like, what the oh, hell was it is him? Going? Oh, okay. It might have been Black, too. I don't know. You might no, be right. I knew one of them did that, and the other one had the match with Roderick Strong on his way out. I think that was Tyler Black. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, Black had some awesome matches back in Ring of Honor. And for those yeah, he hasn't done anything in WWE. No, he's, he's, he's a complete flop. I don't know why they haven't released him yet. So tomorrow, he's going to steal the show with Edge. Ah, uh, oh, uh... At at the Summerfest? Yes. Okay. <laughs> For those who don't know what we're getting at. I, I, am, uh, I am currently in Vegas as you're hearing this right now. Nice. Well, uh, the, the new home of your favorite football team. How about that? Uh, but yeah. For those that don't know, aren't familiar with the name, Tyler Black is Seth Rollins. The man with the drip. What the hell? No. <laughs> Yeah, his suits. He's he's got the drip. The drip is John Morrison. He's the other That's no, he, Johnny he's Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah, he's Johnny Drip Drip and then uh they they say that Seth Rollins has 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 the drip with, you know, them suits. First of all, when did drip become a slang term for like looking good or whatever? Or I don't stylish? know. I, I I can't keep up with these kids. Yeah, just like I don't want to sound like an old man yelling at a cloud here, but seriously, the the drip. It sounds like you need to go to a doctor. Like, oh, you got the drip, huh? Well, uh, we need to get that STD test out. And with the new drip sticks they've been using, and the new thing is uh, they distract people with legitimate water. The Uh, hell? Have you not been Uh, seeing raw? No. What the hell? They distract people with water? Well, they squirt him with water, and that distracts him. But... The hell? That's weird. Yeah, when you say the drip, it sounds like the clap. I don't... Uh, the first thing you go to is STD. I don't want to know. You're talking about dripping. Having a drip. I don't want to know. What else in your body can drip? Your butt? I'm going to leave that alone, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, speaking of... uh, uh Well... This person did not end up signing, but AAA Women's Champion Sexy Star has been in contact with WWE officials in regards to joining the organization. It's worth noting that on Wednesday, the masked luchadora posted a cell phone image on her Twitter account indicating that she is in Tampa, Florida, which is the home of WWE's developmental promotion, Florida Championship Wrestling. Uh, she did didn't not. She, like, didn't she do something recently that like was like legit and hurt somebody or? Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. Well, let me let me wrap this up here real quick. Uh, she did not, however, identify the purpose of her trip to the United States, although it could be noted that a tryout camp is currently being held at the developmental facility, which concludes Sunday. So I don't know if she actually like she might have been a part of the tryout failed or I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Sexy Star was the one at uh, it was at the one I want to say it was a triple mania where TNA was involved, and it was a multi-woman match. It was like her, Hamada, uh, Rosemary, and I want to say it was like one other. And I think Hamada shot on her, 
and she got angry and took it out on Rosemary. And during a uh, a uh, arm bar, she legit like wrenched on her arm and injured her on purpose. Rosemary being the current girl in the decay. Yes. Are they doing decay again? Mm, yes. Okay. Also, then, I don't yes. know if they ever stopped, but maybe I don't know. I only recently started getting back in Impact, honestly. I'm not even really into it, but I watch it. Well, I know Crazy Steve left at one point, and Abyss has been gone for a while, so I just figured, because I know she was gone for a while, then she came back, and she was doing some stuff with the zombie bride, Sue Young, or whatever the hell. I don't know. But either way, yeah, she legit got injured by Sexy Star, and after that, uh, I remember Cody was in Ring of Honor at the time, and he said something about uh, she'll never be in a locker room like where I'm on the show. And there was a couple of... I know WWE basically came out and said they had no interest in her. Basically, every company under the sun came out and said uh, somebody that's going to do that, they want nothing to do with her. Yeah. I don't think she's done anything, like anything of note anyway, since then. I want to say Vampiro stuck up for, tried to stick up there, oh, for, there for a while. Shocked. Yeah. That, that was a big thing between like, uh, cause he was like, he was a big defender of hers. And I guess he screwed over Taryn Terrell or, or not Taryn Terrell. Taya Valkyrie. He tie, screwed over Taya Valkyrie, basically stripped her of her title and awarded it to Sexy Star. And that's why, uh, Johnny and and her left AAA forever, bro. I don't know. <sighs> Lots of so drama. many innuendos you just said in there, man. Wow. He stripped someone of a title and screwed him over, and then used the word "sexy star." Man, you're writing a weird book over there, dude. But... Yeah, it was, and it all happened in Mexico, where uh, you know they hey things things get a little crazy down south of the border. All right. But anyway, uh, the reason I said Tara Terrell is she's actually uh, the focal point of this next story. This is the one I was like, holy crap, I forgot this happened around this time. On August 8th, which is the date of Hardcore Justice, Tara Terrell, a.k.a. Tiffany in WWE, was arrested in Los Angeles County, California for domestic assault, a misdemeanor, after alleged, an alleged argument with Drew Galloway, a.k.a. Drew McIntyre, who was her husband at the time. She was released later that day on $20,000 bail. That was a brand new one to me, man. Yeah, right. The dude. I know, and he's humongous, too. I'm like, uh, what? Clearly he's not part of that slap a tribe. <laughs> Good grief. But I'm wondering, it's like, okay, what did she do where they were like, holy crap? Because, I mean, like I just mentioned, he's huge, and... So I'm like, deceptively what? large too, man. You just don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm wondering, it's like, what the hell did she do to him? Where the cops were like, "Holy crap, we need to step in and arrest her." I heard something about a flower vase or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, it's like, what did you throw a damn waffle iron at his head? <laughs> I can't imagine she did too much damage, even if she tried. But right. Kudos and, to him for not hitting her back, man. Yeah, mm. right. And hey, it all worked out the best for both of them. I mean, obviously, I think she got fired for this. Uh, but both of them, they uh, their time in WWE 
flat, you know, kind of came to an end, but both of them are remarried now to different people. And, uh, he was doing really well on wrestling. So everything's great. Yeah. And I, and I think Tara Terrell's in NWA right now. So, uh, I mean, uh, sure. I have no clue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's in NWA with, um, that Camille, the NWA women's champion. So. Oh, that woman that looks like she ripped a building in half. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, she, she's the ex-girlfriend of, uh, Braun Strowman, believe it or not. No, I believe that. That makes total sense. Yeah, right. She's the only woman that could come close to looking eye level at him. She probably bench presses him easily. <laughs> right. I, I know it was like, you know, it's, it's because she was standing next to, uh, Layla. She's like, what, four foot one or whatever she is? <laughs> I uh, but know. still, my God, man. Yeah, she's huge. Huge. Oh, and most women don't like men to be shorter than them, so you, you got to imagine she has a hard time finding boyfriends. So it's between, what, Braun and Big Show and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good grief. Maybe Maybe Bobby Larsie. I mean, he's a rather large fellow, too, but it's a very yeah. short list. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no it's like yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I I'm curious about her uh her height. She's okay, she's 5'10", which is still very tall, but she she looks a tall. Sure tall does not that. look it though. I know. She looks taller than that. Like good grief. I think I took one look at her say 64 not 160 jacked pounds. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna say I think she also looked taller on Impact, or uh, not Impact, on uh, Dynamite because she was, I think she was wearing heels. So oh. that's like to make herself even look taller. Sure, put it. And again, Layla Hirsch is like four one. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> and she's she's in uh, like flat, you know, flat sole boots and. Camille is already much taller than her in big old high heels. So <laughs> if you needed to crank it up anymore, oh, got to throw this one in there, man. A story on the 1991 WWF Ring Boy scandal is available now on Politico uh, relating it. To why the, is it? Why, why did this just come back randomly? Uh, well, because, uh, well, here we go. It's, it's related to to uh the linda mcmahon campaign she's running for senate in connecticut yeah so the article paints mcmahon in a favorable light however many experts thought that the story would hurt her when it came out i don't know if it did it's just she i don't know i don't really follow politics outside of my state but from what i heard she had zero chance of winning but they threw millions of dollars at the campaign she has zero chance of winning, so they try it again. I know. That's and they spent more money. That's why people laughed because you can see during her concession speech, uh, there's like a group of people behind her, mostly family and whatever, and Vince is back there like crying, and they're like they zoom in on his face, and he's like, "How much did I spend on this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many solar WrestleManias is going to cost to recoup that? One. <laughs> That's just that's one just in Jerry's world. That's it. Right. That just reminds me of uh, the um, 
Oh, the South Park episode where because they were going for a while where like Randy was was actually the singer Lord and uh, Stan like spent a lot of money on an on an online game. And Randy was like, you know how many hit songs I'm going to have to write to repay this? And he's like, one. And he's like, OK, yeah, but that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, former WWE and TNA stars Booker T and wife Charmel welcomed their twins into the world a few days ago. Also, in more baby news, former WWE and current TNA star Jeff Hardy announced that he and longtime girlfriend Beth are expecting their first child. I remember when his kid was born, I legit sat there like, and I was like, man, this is a good thing, hopefully, because a lot of guys clean up their act when they become a dad. And, uh... I think he stayed clean for a little while, and the next thing you know, he's getting another DUI. And I'm like, well, that didn't stick. I think he's okay now. What was the last... Because I, I know he got a DUI, like, within the last year and a half, I want to say. Uh, I, yeah, but I think it was pretty much swept under the rug. Yeah. It's just like, dude, so, like, I don't care if you're drinking yeah, I mean, or the Usos, whatever. Man, they gotta just... <laughs> To be fair, I think it's just Jimmy, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, you gotta think, like, Jay's just, like, giving him dirty looks. Like, really? <laughs> Again? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I don't think, at this point, I don't know if Jay really cares. Because every time he gets busted, they win the tag titles within a week or two. I'll teach him. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're gonna give you the damn tag titles again. No! Not that! Anything but that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you mean I got to lug those things around in my luggage? No. That's a check bag. <laughs> anyway. That's 50 bucks, man. I know, right? Uh, you, look, this doesn't fit in my carry-on. Come on. Wear it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's against the rules, by the way. And they're like, uh, excuse me, what is that? Hey, this is my belt. <laughs> it's literally holding up my pants. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a lie. They're sagging beneath your ass. <laughs> I don't know. They just look like guys that walk around with pants sagging beneath their <laughs> under their ass. But anyway, in a move that could have uh, future legal implications, AT&T U-verse specifically notes the term ECW in its preview for hardcore the Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. Uh, the show is being advertised as, quote, TNA wrestlers that have an ECW past. On TV, they started defining it as an extreme past. Yeah. And then they labeled it EV 2.0, which... Didn't that stand for Extreme Violence 2.0? Yes. That was so stupid. I'm like, you couldn't come up with anything better? Tommy Dreamer said it on TV, but I, I don't know. I, I almost guarantee you he's the one that came up with it. Yeah. Because they just started calling EV2, and I'm like, what's a horrible name for this faction? But, it's yeah, a horrible faction. What's your point? You're not wrong. You act like it's a great faction. They dropped the ball with a name. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, man, it had so much potential, and then you saddle them with that? <sighs> well, this will tell you the standards here. Terry Funk did a radio interview 
bef- the night before the show, which was asked, which which he was asked about the Hardcore Justice pay per view and whether or not he would be there. His response, quote, "No, not at all, and I don't really care to at this time. I would love to be there, but at a different time in my life." So they couldn't even get the wrestling whore Perry Funk to show up. Oh, you got Dreamer though. You got the other whore. There's three. There's Terry Funk, Jake the Snake, and Tommy Dreamer. They got one. I feel like Ric Flair is somehow in that category as well. Yeah, but, but he... I feel like the, the the wrestling wars are the ones that show up at the lowly indie shows. To my knowledge, Flair's never done that. Maybe he has. I don't know. But. Uh... Well, I remember he showed up... I can't remember which one it was. It was uh, House of Hardcore or something like that. I remember he came out Got stuff thrown at him. He cut his segment uh, short, like, like seriously, like mid-promo. He's getting stuff thrown at him. He stops. He goes, all right, have a good night, guys. And he leaves. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like House of Hardcore. Yeah. I And I, hey, I don't blame him. I, you're freaking Ric Flair. You don't have to put up with that. <sighs> New York, bro. Hey, you don't treat Billy Idol that way. Hey, damn right, we kicked his ass, too. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get an Adam Sandler movie reference in there, <laughs> at least one. All right. Uh, there's been much grumblings amongst the TNA wrestling crew in regards to the Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. Many mid- and undercard performers are on per-performance deals, meaning that they only get paid when they work. Due to the ECW alumnus-only event, a number of stars are missing out on a payday. While the monetary losses are not as substantial in TNA wrestling as they would be for WWE performers who receive pay-per-view bonus money, it is a big issue nonetheless uh, among those who receive modest pay. Is that just a thing with wrestlers? Like, if you know, they just like to whine and complain if somebody else is getting paid? Apparently. I mean, I mean you, can't, you can't do a solid with these old guys. They're just looking for one last hurrah. I know. Like, look at some of the guys. Some, look at some of the guys on this card. They're not going to wrestle again, man. And if they do, it's like not going to be for this kind of money. I'm sure Dixie cut them a halfway decent check just to be nice. It's I like, feel oh, like man. they did a special impact after this, which made up for that. I feel yeah, like I remember that. It was I'm, a big deal. Yeah, I'm like sure they did. pay-per-view quality. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I I, re- I remember, I just remember the impact after this. The ECW guys were a big deal on it. Uh, maybe you could shine some light on it. I don't know if you would remember this far back or not, but I couldn't remember off the top of my head anything about this. A few weeks ago on Twitter... Jeff Jarrett was posting hints concerning a surprise. He then wrote a few days ago that he stopped posting the hints due to a non-disclosure agreement being signed. Yesterday, he clarified that he never said the news was wrestling related. Here is what he wrote. Quote, FYI, I never said that my news was uh, I was going to talk about was wrestling related, but uh, an NDA was signed. So clues still to come. But later. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't remember anything he did during this time that was 
This was in GCW, right? Well, he said it wasn't wrestling related, but that was later, right? Well, he said it might not be wrestling related, but he couldn't get specific. I, yeah, I, I don't know. If anybody could shed some light on this, it's like, oh yeah, Jeff Jarrett, whatever. I don't <laughs> Watch know. it turn out to be absolutely nothing. <laughs> it probably is. Hey, I was going to bring Jerry back, but well, you know. Chicken salad. Yeah, well, he's like, well, Jeff, uh, huh, well, does catering have, well, you know, huh, chicken salad? Wow. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, just, that's Got the general consensus, that's all he ever says. <laughs> well, you know that's a thing when it, when on the debut episode of Jeff Jarrett's podcast, he made mention that one day he'll reveal his grandma's famous chicken salad recipe that his dad always goes on about <laughs> on his deathbed yeah as he's dying he's like she doesn't use mayonnaise she uses uh, miracle whip she, she bought it pre-made from the deli Ugh. <laughs> yeah, right. she never she never made it at home it was always from the walmart <laughs> <laughs> and then his daughters are like, you son of a. <laughs> uh, it's like that Friends episode where it's like, uh, I, um, she got the, she got her cookie recipe from a Nestle Tolhouse. Nestle Tolhouse? Oh, yeah. oh, man, you're so disrespectful that show. Oh, good so Lord. much to learn. Wow. Well, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the event at hand. Hardcore Justice 2010. Uh, it was going so well, too. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. 
And we're back. TNA, Hardcore Justice, Hardcore Justice 2010, the very first ever Hardcore Justice, because before this, it was just Hard Justice. Hard, hard justice. Uh, Um. (laughs) But they renamed it Hardcore Justice because of the ECW stuff, so. And then it just stayed that way. Like, I thought it was going to go back to Hard Justice the next year, but they're like, nah, we'll just make it an Extreme Rules-type pay-per-view. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, they already had Lockdown, so it's like they had that... They kind of perfected that. To, you know, I use I use that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind the gimmick pay-per-views. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah, just, uh... Whatever, I guess it made it different. But the date was August 8, 2010. The tagline was The Last Stand. The venue was Impact the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. And the attendance was 1,100. They're hanging from the rafters. From the rafter. Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, this was about the average audience that they could pull into that bingo hall in South Philly. They might have even topped him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think the maximum... Uh, capacity, they, they, like, the actual maximum capacity for the, uh, ECW quote-unquote arena, I want to say was 1,200, uh, off the top of my head, I believe. So, this is close enough. But either way, the opening video plays up that this is the last stand for ECW talent. We then go to the ring where the announcers introduce Taz, who then comes out with a mic and he welcomes everyone to Hardcore Justice. Taz calls out ECW haters and claims that ECW revolutionized the wrestling business. <laughs> sure. Uh, he then says that those who never got it will never get it, and that they can all kiss his ass. I don't know if I want to get it. I never wanted to. Yeah, right. He then says, beat me if you can, and the audience shouts, survive, if I let you. And he goes to the announce table in his sweatsuit, or his tracksuit, to commentate with Mike Tanay. There we go. And of course, Mike Tanay was a huge nerd for ECW, because he was a huge nerd for everything. Yeah, he's the original sockhead idiot. Hey, maybe that's where Mike Tanay ended up. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Who was it we spe- Oh, didn't we speculate it was Joey Styles? Yeah, that was one of them nerds. Yeah, that so was one of them. Yeah, right. It's like, wait a minute. So there are multiples of you. But this first match is the FBI, Tracy Smothers, Guido Maritato, and Tony Luke with Big Sally Graziano taking on Kid Cash, Simon Diamond, and Swinger in a six-man tag match. The hell of a team. This went uh, just over ten and a half minutes. Mike Tanay says that there are certain initials that they can't use, and then he instantly says ECW right after that. Did uh, he maybe that? he can, maybe, yeah, Mike, maybe he can use them. That's what I thought. I don't know, because he's like, well, there, due to uh, legal circumstances, there are certain initials we can't use on this pay-per-view, and then he says something else, and then he, he said ECW. Wait, do they call them the FBI? Uh, he, they did, yes. But they don't say I, that it's, they didn't say what it stood for. They just said the FBI. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they got around it. So, 
because they never once say because usually they would say the full blooded Italians, but this time they just just stuck to FBI. But well, Taz called him out on it because he said ECW, and Taz was like, "Oh well, you just did." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Simon Diamond, who is woefully out of shape at this time, grabs a microphone. That is the- Irish Pat Kenny. Yeah, at one point he would be. <laughs> But he grabs a microphone after like they never two minutes mentioned of wrestling. That, by the way, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, like, you know he was in I this company why. as that, right? But he grabs a microphone and does his Simon has a problem. But then uh, he says that their team is not a well-oiled machine because of Kid Cash. But he says that they can outdance the FBI. He then pers- <laughs> hell my gosh, he is swinger. Yeah. He and Swinger then proceed to dance really lame. And Tracy Smothers says, if we can't beat that, everyone in here straight out dies. Mother just like that, God. by the way, he said, just like that. He did. <laughs> then the FBI dances, including big Sally Graciano, which, by the way, good for him. He looked like he dropped about like 200 pounds. Uh, and then he, they all get attacked from behind by the heels. In the end, Guido wins with a Tamakazi on Simon Diamond. Uncle Dave and I both gave it one star. Let's say you. I'm going to see a pattern here, but yes, one star. Yeah, it's, uh, good lord. This sucks. I, I don't, I, I know it wasn't supposed to be a good match. It was just supposed to be like you know, a, an ice breaking opener. Usually, usually the first match is usually like the hot one. Not an ECW. <laughs> so at least they followed the pattern. Well, they did uh, stay true, yeah. And if we ever have to ask who booked this crap, blame it on Tommy Dreamer. They made the sh- they made sure to let us know Tommy booked the show. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah, they don't want to put this crap on them. Make sure you get that blame where it belongs. <laughs> right. Uh, commentary lets us know that Jerry Lynn sustained a back injury, so he will be replaced in his main event match against Rob Van Dam with Sabu. So, hey, it's fine. They ended up wrestling at the, didn't they wrestle at the next year's Hardcore Justice? Or no, it's, uh, no, it's Destination X. That was right. Yeah, now in the archives, Destination X 2011. You and I just reviewed that not too long ago. So I, I usually just block a lot of this era of TNA out, to be fair, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I, they had some high points, but yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't great. I'll say that. But we now get clips titled, Where Are They Now? Which show Todd Gordon, Pitbull Gary Wolf, and the Blue Meanie all saying thank you and goodbye to everyone. Well, yeah, I was for- really worried about where the Blue Meanie was. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I was going to say, man, I, you know, I was really wondering, you know, whatever happened to Pitbull Gary Wolf? <laughs> uh, I will say this. Uh, get, well, first of all, Gary Wolf said, you haven't seen the last of the Pitbull. False. We have seen the last of the Pitbull. You never do anything. Um, but Todd Gordon didn't look too bad. Neither did Gary Wolf. Blue Meanie may actually look better here than he did in ECW. Yeah, that's true. So... It's weird how they reversed that. I can't remember why he said he wasn't on the show. Maybe. He I, probably, I you know, know, he's a huge star. He has 
huge contract demands. Oh, well, yeah, I, I'm sure he was really in demand. Good Lord. <laughs> Crap, we got to get Blue Meanie on this card. Damn it, we need to draw the house. But we see a video clip now of AJ Styles and Angelina Love telling us their favorite ECW memories. Something tells me a young Angelina Love was not watching this crap. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. <sighs> I mean, Either the way, way she looks right there, she like she fit right in with them. Holy crap! That's I just I just meant the punk rock look. Jeez. Sure. Why did you have to? I really yeah. did. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, because when I think you look like you fit in with ECW. I don't think take that as like uh, any form of a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. But backstage, Al Snow, who looks damn good for his age, I got to point out, still does, shout, is shouting at a mannequin head to quote, "Quit shouting those letters! You're gonna get us sued." <laughs> By the way, well, I don't know why I always lost it when he was yelling at that stupid thing. Oh, I know. I freaking love that. The only time I hated the like anything he did was when he had that uh, the deer head that he called Pierre. Oh yeah, that was stupid. Did I ever well, mention? I really I... think they missed the opportunity having Head and Moppy do some stuff together. But... Oh my gosh, I know. How do you not put those two together? It could have been gold, man. Uh, did I ever mention I met Al Snow at an indie event? You did, yeah. Yeah. For those at, at home, I met I met him one time. I was actually doing camera work, and I it was signing autographs. And I asked him one time. I said, "So are you still uh, working with TNA?" Because I honestly didn't know. I knew he was doing backstage stuff for a while, but he was like, uh, "Sure." And he's like, "I also do magic on the weekends." I'm Good like, God! I'm like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway. But uh, Stevie Richards is in the locker room as well, and he tries to calm Al down before Hollywood Nova walks in and says, What's up, brother? What's up, dude? <laughs> I like, by the way, that Stevie Richards points out that Nova's out of shape at this point. Uh, Nova informs Stevie that even though oh, they could Oh, well, you'd think the Simon system would help him. I know. It's, it's funny that he got, like, fatter as the fitness guru. <laughs> But Nova informed Stevie that even though they couldn't get the real Blue Meanie, he found a replacement. A fat guy dressed up like Blue Meanie now comes into the room acting like Meanie. This guy was bigger than the Blue Meanie ever was, by the way. Wasn't this uh, one of the guys from Phi Delta Slam or whatever? I I thought I recognized him. I just couldn't place him. That could have been it. Yeah, because they call him Blue Tilly. And I'm pretty sure that was... Tilly uh, was in there. Okay, yeah. 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 All right, so that's the only thing. Oh, People thank don't... God, mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I know they were with, uh, wasn't it Goldilocks was their manager? No, I think it was Trinity. Okay. Ah, uh, that is, that's right. And she carried around that paddle. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Anyway, for anybody that doesn't remember Phi Delta Slam, they were the early days of TNA. Greg and I are letting our TNA nerds show here. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Stevie seems unimpressed by this, and Al Snow goes off on them before storming out. He's basically like, that is not the Blue Meanie, and he, like, storms out of the room like he's angry. Uh, Wouldn't you be, too, if you were duped? I mean, I was sure. waiting for the Blue Meanie. 
Yeah, if I was promised Blue Meanie and I got this guy, I'd be like, that's the wrong fat guy. Anyway, now a guy dressed like Raven and carrying a very small blow-up doll walks in, picking his nose. What the hell? I don't know who the hell this guy was. But everyone uh, it's a blow-up doll, so it could have been Kenny Omega. Good lord. Uh, everyone except the Blue Meanie impersonator finally leaves, and then they both start, him and the Raven impersonator start picking each other's noses. What the fuck? I didn't know this was an ECW thing. I was like, everything on here is supposed to mimic what they used to do. What the hell did I miss there? Stupid backstage comedy. That was, uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, up next we get C.W. Anderson taking on two Cold Scorpio in a match that went just shy of seven minutes. This one, I didn't take many notes on this one. It ends with Scorpio pinning Anderson after a moonsault leg drop. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two and a half stars for average. What say you? Uh, another pile of crap. One. You, you hated this one? Yes. Wow. I thought it wasn't too bad. Like I said, average. Uh, just, it was nothing impressive. Scorpio was fine. I've seen Anderson do way better. I realize. I, I don't know why, but I was like stuck on his nipple piercings. <laughs> oh, Anderson? No. Scorpio. Oh. oh, I didn't even notice. I was like, why does he have his nipples pierced? That is so weird. Why wouldn't he have his <laughs> nipples pierced is the question. Just... <sighs> oh, I, I just like associate that with like hardcore rock or something, you know, not that people who are in the rap can't do it, it's just like I've never seen it, and I know like he fancies himself a rapper at times <laughs> and all of a sudden he's piercing his nipples? What? Wow. My thing, I'm like, if he's gonna pierce his nipples, I hear, I hope he's not going further downstairs with oh, uh, his piercings. Lord, you said that. Well, hey, they talked about that with uh, Albert. Well, it was his damn name, though, to be fair. Yeah. So it was kind right. of implied. Prince Albert. <laughs> as a kid, I didn't know what the hell that was. Uh, as an adult, bro, I wit... Put a stud in his penis, bro. Good lord. Uh, well, as an adult, I wish I didn't know what the hell that was. <sighs> yeah, anyway. Bell, dude. After the match, the men shake hands and celebrate together. This was a big hug fest all night. Just celebrate putting that out there. Eight. What? We had a match! Yay! We didn't die. (laughs) Yeah. No one Uh, got arrested. Good lord. But now we get thoughts on what ECW meant from Madison Rain. Yeah, because she, that, she totally watched ECW back in the day. Definitely. Without a doubt. This was the one that I laughed at the most. I know. I think I'm by. AJ, because we've seen his uh, story, but he grew up in like a trailer and he probably had a little black and white so you can get the ECW shows on UHF. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And a lot of these guys had like very specific details about stuff so I could believe them. Madison Rain, there's no effing chance that she watched ECW. She looked like... Maybe the reboot in WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. She looked like she didn't even watch wrestling growing up, let alone ECW. Like, good grief. 
But anyway, we also get comments from Matt Morgan and Mr. Anderson. Uh, we now go backstage. That's them earning their paycheck, right? That's what they're bitching about, right? They all wanted to get paid because they weren't. Yeah, right. So there you go. So, so I have to pretend like I gave a damn about this? Like, yes. I don't care if it's just a 10-second clip. It's like, what do I say? ECW was a company. It had wrestlers employed by them, and they put on shows. All right, anyway, pay me. <laughs> All right, anyway. We, know, we now go backstage with Rod, to Robbie and Dam's locker room where he's sitting around with Bill Alfonso. They talk about how RVD and Jerry Lynn have been training so hard for their match tonight that Lynn hurt himself. So when Tommy Dreamer called RVD to ask him who he wants to wrestle, RVD said that there can only be one choice, Sabu. Van Dam says that he knows it will put Fonzie in a bad spot between the two men, but Fonzie insists that he's going to call it right down the middle, Danny. Yeah. Uh, had to get that one in there. But, all right. Uh, first of all, i got to ask. Did you? I'm sorry, ever, by like, the way, if I sound bored, uh, it's not I'm bored, it's just this show was so bad. It was not point good. that out. Yeah. Did you like Bill Alfonso ever? I hate him. I couldn't stand him just because of the stupid effing whistle. Like, oh, that's, I, now that's not what you asked. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I never thought he was like a very good manager. I just thought it was like he had a weird voice. He didn't like bring a whole lot like promo wise to the table. I don't know. I, I felt like they just worked with what they had. Which was kind that's of the story of ECW. Yeah. I think that's the story of ECW, so good for them? I don't know. But up next, we get PJ Polacco. Yes. <laughs> Taking on Stevie Richards with Hollywood Nova and the Blue Tilly in his corner. This one went six <laughs> and a half minutes. Still get me. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I just love how Justin Freak Incredible got a jobber entrance, by the way. Who the hell's Justin Incredible? Yeah. I remember when, when they announced him as PJ Polacco, the crowd chanted for Justin Incredible. So this was a story throughout the night. By the way, I think he got a job after he fell out of wrestling. He got a job, uh, working at like a TGI Fridays. Cool. Did you get free food? Yeah, whatever pays the bills, man. And hey, if, as long as you get free onion rings, it's all good, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> right. He'll, he just, he's, he's like, uh, hey, um, can we have a deal where I can take home as many free onion rings as will fit on the Singapore game? <laughs> uh, oh, man. But Credible ends up hitting. You play your cards in. right, man. It's a lot. It is. But Credible hits That's Incredible before being distracted by Nova, because he's an idiot, apparently. Stevie hits the Stevie kick on Polacco for the win. Uncle Dave, give it a star and a half. I give it two stars. What say you? Man, you're being liberal, man. I'm trying to be nice. This, they, uh, they, this, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, too. This one sucked, too. <laughs> they put forth some effort. I was like, what I happened? I give it one, but I just... Yeah. One Night Stand was, I forget, was Credible at One Night Stand 2? Two? two? Yeah, I can't remember that one. I don't, I don't think he 
was. I know he did a run in the first one. So he was at the first one. He was in the reboot for a while. And that was, I, and for a while, what, two weeks? <laughs> I don't think he was there very long. Right. Uh, and then enough so that, you know, he could give his boss at the TGI Fridays a middle finger and, you know, like, screw you, Carl. And guess what? I'm not returning the shirt. His name's Carl? <laughs> his manager's name is Carl. Yeah. I don't know. That just sounds like a, the name of a manager at, uh, at the TGI Fridays. I gotta apologize for Carl. Who the hell's Carl? <laughs> Hell. Oh, man. Anyway. I gotta get a friend's reference in. <laughs> right. But alright, yeah. So, he hasn't been doing anything of note except for those... Uh, well, actually, I think the hardcore home homecomings haven't been going on for years either. So, I don't think he's been doing freaking anything except, like, the occasional... Like, uh... You know, he, he only worked Monday to Friday waiting, you know, or bu uh, bussing tables. So, on the weekends, he could do the occasional indie show. So, yeah, he wasn't good here. Stevie Richards was fine, but I he wasn't going to carry anybody. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, after the match, Polacco beats down Stevie with a Singapore cane before the lights drop. When they come back on, Sandman is in the ring. He proceeds to beat PJ down. Finally, some talent on the show. I know. Thank God. I was, you know, I was afraid that we weren't going to get to see this guy. Uh, but he takes PJ's cane and he breaks it. I, and then he just like lays it on him. I'm like, what the hell? He looked like he was stabbing him with it. And then it just snaps and he lays it on him. <laughs> like, okay. Well, clearly, you know, they didn't go to the correct store for those Singapore canes. You know where you need to go to store for? You know what store you need to go to for Singapore canes, right? Uh, Singapore canes are us. Yeah, but... and, and they didn't. They finally went to the Dollar Tree or something. Well, it would have taken to, because by the time they were booking the show and they remembered, ah, crap, we need more Singapore canes, you know, the shipping and handling all the way from Singapore would have taken too long. It would have been extra and they didn't have the money to subscribe to Prime. So, you know, it was a, it was a whole thing. Yeah, uh, just like that explanation. <laughs> right. <laughs> by the way, not that I was clamoring for, you know, for this a-hole to get in the ring, but why was Sandman not on this card? I don't know. I'm going to yeah. say he was just probably hurt. Or... I'm going to assume he was just perpetually drunk, like too drunk to function at this time. Oh, we're lucky he bleached his hair out and wore pants. He did anyway. not have a, that big of a beer gut, though. Yeah, well, he had a giant shirt on, so I was yeah, like, maybe, can't, you know. <laughs> I was like, can't tell a fatter or <laughs> I don't know. Then in the, in the next edition of Where Are They Now, we get to see Francine feeding a bottle to her baby and talking about what ECW meant to her. TNA then takes a moment of silence to dedicate to all the former ECW talent that's passed away. They don't name names, but, you know, you, you know who they are. Up next, we get uh, a three-way dance, which was a staple of ECW. Oh, it, it's almost Friday. Oh, sorry. The hell? Three-way party. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> oh, good grief. This one is uh, a weird one. It's Brother Runt, uh, Al Snow, and Rhino. 
This uh, this went just shy of six minutes. Yeah, three way dance got, in less than six minutes. I got the motley crew in for it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god! I was like spending like most of this match watching like, what did these three ever do together, like to make this a thing? Uh, I'm like, did they even wrestle one another? I want to say Rhino beat the crap out of Spike a couple yeah, times. Yeah, but who didn't? Day, but I know, yeah, that's a fair, like, that's a that's an easy bet. Uh, Al Snow, I don't think so. I think they just, like, didn't know where to jackhammer him into the card, and they're like, yeah, we'll put you in the three-way dance. So I, I have no idea. Very fair guess. Uh, by the way, for those of you, the brother run is Spike Dudley, if you don't know. But the ref gets bumped. Rhino gets head from Al Snow. Yeah, you got you to get some drama in this match. Yeah, right. Uh, Rhino gets head from Al Snow. Runt pretends wow. Al Snow. Yep, I worded it that way on purpose. Uh, Runt pretends to slam the chair down, and then he flops. Uh, the old Eddie Guerrero thing, pretending like he got hit by a chair. He throws it to Al Snow. Snow does the same thing, flips off Runt, and then lays down. In the end, Al misses a headshot. Runt hits the acid drop to eliminate Al. Rhino hits the gore on Runt and then pins him to win the match. Uncle Dave gave it two stars. I gave it star and a half. I thought it sucked. What say you? I gave it one again. It sucked. I just... <laughs> <sighs> man. The whole thing sucked? It, it did. Well, the whole, well, I don't want to get to the end. But here's <laughs> the thing. At this point, I had realized I'm watching the show. I'm taking notes. I'm messaging you and, and messaging another friend. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's over. I'm like, wait, what? So, you know, and I had to watch this on, like, Daily Motion or something. Yeah. And I'm like, how long was that? I rewound it. I swear, dude, it was like four minutes long. Yep. I was yeah. like, wait, did I, was I really like messaging you and, and and my other friend? Like, was I really in that deep of a conversation where I completely overlooked the whole match? Nope. <laughs> Two text messages, one reply, it was over. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, this was... This sucked, man. And, it, uh, and these three guys were in phenomenal shape at this time, by the way. So you couldn't blame it on, well, I had to get them out of there quick. I realize there's only so much beating the crap out of Brother Runt you can do before it gets boring. But hot damn. Uh, but I back don't know. St- he sold a couple pay-per-views on that. I know. Uh, backstage, Mick Foley is reading Hulk Hogan's book, which was weird. Uh, he puts down... He puts it down to tell the camera that Tommy Dreamer versus Raven is one of the most heated rivalries in wrestling history, and no one is more well-versed in it than him. It's why he'll be the referee for tonight's final showdown. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We then get more ECW memories from Brutus Magnus and Chris Sabin. Saban really lets us know that he was a huge ECW mark back in the day. Now, they went to Michigan quite a bit, so that one I believed. Yeah. Well, he talked about how he was uh, Nick Van Dam, because I think his real name is Nick. He called himself Nick Van Dam, and his, and his friend was like something that sounded like Sabu. I can't remember, because they were such big ECW marks, and they would wrestle each other. It wasn't like, Alex Kelly, was it? No. This was a different mark from from uh, Michigan. 
But anyway, help yeah, go blue. Hell with that. Blue can suck it. And I stand by that. But up next, Axel Rotten and Cajones, who uh, a lot of you may know as Balls Mahoney, come to the ring and say that they're the most extreme team of all time and they don't have a match. Oh, no. My first note on this was the announcer really accentuated the word Cajones to let yeah. us know that they couldn't call him Balls Mahoney. So he really accentuated it. Right. <laughs> it's like, so stupid. I know. I was like, really? <laughs> like, what the hell? But they lay down an open challenge, only to be interrupted by Joel Gertner saying, well, well, well. Uh, Gertner comes out with Team 3D. Obviously, Gertner has something disgusting to say about Lady Gaga before. My favorite thing, by the way, is after he dropped his little limerick, Taz was like, well, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's, that's called the showstopper right there, dude. Exactly. Before he plays up, uh, the Team 3D is one of the greatest teams in history. He starts to call them the Dudley Boys, gets a dirty look from them, and then he switches. He, he says, the du uh, Team 3D. <laughs> uh, I kind so of this was say, too. Uh, but this was twice in the same match or whatever that they accentuated name changes. But anyway, uh, Brother Ray tells Rotten and Cajones that no one wants to see them in a wrestling match, which is completely true. He says tonight is a South Philadelphia street fight. Cool. Yeah, in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the second. That's like the second or third time they've had a uh, this location is not here street fight in Orlando. You remember, you remember all those? Oh yeah. But anyway, this match is Axel Rotten and Cajones versus Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, with Joel Gertner in their corner in a South Philadelphia street fight. It went just shy of 12 minutes. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it could have went double this time, man. I was I was entertained by this, bro. <laughs> are you done uh, <laughs> I said this was a garbage match somewhat fun uh, literal lightsaber toys were used and yes brother Ray got hit in the nuts multiple times which as we established on the, this past podcast is a staple for his matches the match ends with brother Ray powerbombing cojones through a flaming table and then pinning him Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two stars. What say you? Another star. It's batting a whole star. Yeah, this uh, this whole show is very good, man. I'll just say that now, in case you needed me to spell it out. <laughs> uh, but after the match, Brother Ray says that Team 3D is the greatest tag team in the world. A rip-off instrumental of Natural Born Killers hits, and the gangsters, both of them, New Jack and Mustafa Saeed, come out with a bunch of plunder. By the way, this sounds like uh, Natural Born Killers, like, played on one of those, like, old keyboards. I know. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But Team 3D looks happy to see them until the gangsters decide to start hitting them in the head with garbage. <laughs> including a kitchen sink, by the way. They literally had a kitchen sink. 
In the end, Joel Gertner gets a guitar shot to the head. Uh, Cajones and Axel Rotten get into the ring now and share hugs and celebrations with Team 3D and the Gangsters. You know, because after you beat the crap out of somebody with multiple inanimate objects, you frequently hug them and celebrate, right? Always. Yeah, it's just, like, standard. Uh, Have you ever seen a bar fight? Yeah, right? Uh, Brothers gotta hug. (laughs) Uh, I gotta get a Chris Farley reference in this week. But we go backstage with Raven, who talks about how Tommy Dreamer was a popular jock and protected him, who, in his words, was a skinny little Jewish kid in school. Uh, However... Once they became wrestlers and Raven became more popular and successful in Dreamer, he says that their friendship dynamic changed, where Dreamer couldn't handle seeing Raven surpass him. Raven says that Tommy stole his girl and betrayed him, so he is going to get his hands on Raven and Tommy by, or get his revenge on Tommy, rather, by taking his glory and crippling him. So there you go. Uh, and then we get more- Yeah, murder! Hell yeah. Raven always teased murder in his matches, and it's like, promises, promises. Well, he <laughs> almost did Sam, man. Yeah, I know. It's He only went halfway there. It's like, you wuss. Wow. <laughs> Put up. I'm joking. <laughs> Before the next match, we get more ECW memories with Jesse Neal and Frankie Kazarian. Yay. And then after the match, former ECW guys pay, pay tribute to Joey Styles, who could not be there. I want to say he was collecting a paycheck from WWE at this time. I think he was part of their digital team at this time. Wasn't the ECW reboot going on right now, or no? Uh, I think they just became NXT, actually. Okay. Okay. Well, FCW was still going on at this time, so... Maybe they replaced it with that? I don't know. Either way, yeah, he was, I'm pretty sure, like I said, that he was at least still working there. But uh, this next match is Raven versus Tommy Dreamer in a hardcore match with special guest referee Mick Foley. What about 17 minutes? Tommy Dreamer's daughters are at ringside for some of this match, so Raven makes sure to beat up Dreamer in front of them. Tommy gets busted open. Raven gets busted open after getting hit with a street sign. It's made to look like a crowd sign, by the way, that says, Tommy, please use this sign. And when that's ripped away, it's actually a dead-end sign wrapped in poster board. Oh, like, it's like a metaphor for this (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. What the hell? (laughs) I just laughed because it's like, yeah, because that was real. (laughs) They're like, wow, a, a fan brought that in. It's like, sure, sure they did. You know, because that could get past security. And they drag that through all of Universal Studios to get in there. Yeah. What do you not get? <laughs> right. Uh, Tommy Dreamer even uses barbed wire and a cross face at one point. But Hollywood Nova and the Blue Tilly come out to take out Mick Foley and Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer takes them out. And then Raven hits a Raven effect on Dreamer before Mick Foley beats on Raven and gives him the Socko Claw. The kid from earlier that's dressed like uh, dressed like Raven attacks Dreamer and Foley takes him out with a barbed wire wrapped Socko claw before dragging him to, him to the back and then coming back to the ring. 
Raven ends up handcuffing Dreamer's arms behind his back, beating on him, and then Beulah McGillicuddy gets in the ring, but they were using her real name. I forget what it is now. But uh, she tries to stop him. Uh, stop Beulah Dreamer. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, she begs Raven to stop, and Raven looks like he will, and but then he almost hits her, and then Mick Foley tries to stop him and gets taken out. Beulah then low blows Raven, and Dreamer hits a Dreamer DDT. Raven kicks out of that, fights back, and ends up winning with the Raven Effect DDT in their final match ever. And I can believe Dreamer booked this because he always wants to be the loser. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was average. What say you? This was my first two-star match. It was okay. I will say the I thought the story aspect of the match was good. The match itself looked like two uh, old, yeah. out-of-shape guys trying to relive their glory days. I thought it was because decent, it was. too, but... I thought it was decent, too, but I thought it was also lazy. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, we get it. It was a few, like, 30 years ago. It was fun. It's like, I don't want to see any more of this or Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express. All right, enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, up next after this, before the main event, Jeremy Borash and SoCal Val looking all kinds of roll tide, by the way. Oh, I know, man. Borash always had it going, man. What the hell? But they were backstage when they're interrupted by the gangsters. New Jack starts to get creepy with with Val. I think he calls her a little white girl at one point. Uh, she tries to walk away and then gets pulled back by her hair. This whole segment, by the way, wouldn't fly in 2021. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, she starts to walk off and Mustafa Saeed follows her, acting like he's going to do something to her. New Jack then looks at Jeremy and says that they're they're alone, so that means you're my bitch. And and Borash was like, "I'm your bitch," and he's like, "Yep." That I don't uh, know why. Uh, the way Borash said that made me laugh so hard. That whole thing, I was just like, "What is going on?" Well, we're gonna take our second to last break. Um, when we come back, we're gonna get into the main event at hand right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. 
Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. Main event time. It's Rob Van Dam taking on Sabu in a match that went just over 17 minutes. Bill Alfonso comes to the ring with Rob Van Dam first, walks to the back, and then comes out again with Sabu. I thought that was funny. So he can we is, just talk about can we just talk about when Sabu takes the headdress off, by the way? I'll Good I'll, Lord. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I thought it was funny because it's like, well, well, he really is playing it right down the middle, Daddy. And then of course, um, you know, Taz has to mention how he turned on Taz back in the day and screwed him over. But yeah, dude, when he took his headdress off, I was like, bald! <laughs> like, what the F? I remember watching this going into it not knowing he was actually bald. I, di- I didn't know this. Me too. And he took it off and I was like, what the frick? Like, put it back on, bro. Like, all I could think of was the, the line from Friday's, like, you knew she was bald headed. <laughs> And like his reaction when the girl takes her, her wig off and she's bald. He's like, hot damn. <laughs> uh, that was basically my reaction here. But anyway, uh, Sabu gets the back of his head busted open at one point. In the end, Sabu misses an Arabian face buster with a chair through a table. RVD hits a five star frog splash and wins. This is the only match Uncle Dave and I both gave three stars to. My favorite match of the night. What say you? I gave it two. Uh, you didn't like it? My, it was my favorite, but yeah, I gave it two. Wow. I actually thought it was pretty good. I like both these guys. I always thought they did great as partners and as opponents. So either way you put them together, I dig it. Uh, obviously, they weren't as good as they were back in the day. But taking that into effect, I still thought it was three stars. But... Either probably way, the most fun I had watching this whole show. Uh, that's, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But after the match, Sabu and RVD shake hands, embrace, and pose together. Another instance of, uh, look, I know I just tried to kill you, but let's hug. I was just playing, man. Yeah, oh man, I was just messing around, man. Don't take that seriously. It's just death. Anyway. Uh, after this, all the ECW originals hit the ring with beer, because of course, they toast each other and celebrate with a, as the fans chant, thank you. I was not chanting thank you. Well, I, I, I take it back. I was chanting thank you at the end of this, because I was thankful it was over. Uh, Mercifully, Tommy, it's over. Tommy Dreamer thanks the fans, and Dixie Carter, before uh, Brother Ray picks her up out of the crowd and carries her around. Tommy Dreamer claims that they set the bar and they expect TNA talent to raise it. You set no such bar, Tommy. Oh, man. Well. And, to- and Sandman almost wasn't here because he was at the bar. Uh, anyway. They really, uh, they really love writing their own uh, reviews from themselves. Huh? This was great. Yeah, right. They were literally saying they were to the 90s what Hulk Hogan was to the 80s. And I was like, almost kicking stuff 
Well, didn't Dixie say that? Yeah, she did, but they went along with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan repeated it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I know you're a shill, but god dang. Check cleared, huh? Yeah, right. It really did. He's like, gotta pay my ex-wife, brother. <sighs> anyway, we're going to take a commercial, or our last uh, spot break here. When we return, it is the final ratings and what is to come next week to close out August on the Main Event Marks podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. So, here you are, right now, wanting more. If it's a more fulfilling career you're after, Marquette University's Direct Entry MSN program in Milwaukee or Pleasant Prairie can help. Designed for non-nursing college graduates, the program makes it possible to earn a master's in nursing in less than 21 months. So if you're ready to serve the greater good as a Marquette nurse, set your education in motion today. Search Marquette Direct Entry MSN to apply. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. Time for the final ratings. We're here for the final time tonight. Internet Movie Database, CageMatch.net, and I both kind of hovered around the same ratings. IMDb gave it 6.7 out of 10. CageMatch.net gave it 6.86 out of 10. I gave it 6.5 out of 10 for like a D minus. What say you? I too gave it a D minus. It uh, it wasn't a failure, but it wasn't good. Would I watch it again? No. Uh, Why I probably wa- probably not. Still not the worst show we've ever reviewed. <laughs> oh well, no, that's a crowded field, man. So yeah, it's uh, it's lucky. But anyway, that does it for that. That is Hardcore Justice 2010, the first one. We're closing out August next week, man, with our second and final SummerSlam of the month. We are going to be reviewing WWE SummerSlam 2005. I'm very That was a good one. Yeah, I'm very anxious to watch that one. SummerSlam 91 was good. I know you liked that one. Heatwave 98 was actually good. Uh, And New Blood Rising 2000 sucked. So, all in all, I don't know. I guess we're still above 500 for the month. So, that's good, I, I guess. We'll right? bat 1,000 one of these months. Uh, we did last month. If everybody goes back in the archives in July, we did uh, some really good stuff. And looking ahead to uh, September, uh, I'm seeing all good stuff. I, I didn't ironically book anything that sucked. So we'll we'll uh we'll have fun with that next month. But yeah, we're still gonna have fun. Like I said, I am looking forward to watching SummerSlam. 
2005. I've actually never seen that show start to finish, so I'm looking forward to it. That's what is uh, I, I like about doing this podcast, because there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen start to finish that uh, it gives me an excuse to go back and watch, man. And for all of you, if you want an excuse to go back and watch something, you know, uh, order, uh, what is it, the Impact Plus app? Or, uh, you know, there's that. There's The Cock. Order The Peacock, uh, you know, Peacock TV, and watch all that stuff on there, and go through our archives. We are well above 80 shows at this point in our archives, if you include bonus shows, so plenty of stuff to dive into. But, yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sorry. We're just, all sorry. Like new, yeah, just like for New Blood Rising, we apologize. We're sorry. We'll see you next week, however, with, uh, however, with a better show, SummerSlam 2005. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.